How does creating the life of your dreams in 2016 sound? Or what about helping someone else do the same? With Christmas approaching, the well and new range of inspirational products is all inspiring. Choose from vision board kits, a gratitude box, a John box, coaching packages, and more. Gifts start from just $5. To find out more, simply go to wellinu.com. That's W-E-L-L-I-N-E-U-X.com. And click on the Christmas catalog to help make 2016 incredible for you and the people you care about. TheWellnessCouch.com. Streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favourite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I have got one of the most long overdue interviews on That Paleo Show. Uh, we have been talking about doing this for ages. I've been meaning to do this for ages. I've finally got it organized. I've got the girls from Australia's other awesome paleo podcast show, The Primal Shift, um, joining me today. So Crystal Fieldhouse and Joe Fitton, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brett. Hey, it's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hi, it's and we so have exciting. A- acronym as well, TPS. I know, TPS. TPS. I see it all the time. I'm like, hey, that's us. <laughs> but yes. it's great. And, you know, the great thing I reckon is that, you know, we both love the fact that there's paleo information getting shared, getting shared by Australian people. There's great information. There's great interviews. And I love the fact that we can just work together to help to grow this movement. And, and I think it's one of the beautiful things about this movement is it's very complimentary. It's very uplifting. All the people I know are passionate about wanting to do it, wanting to share it, wanting to help and support each other. Um, and so I think it's wonderful that we're able to have you guys on and help to share that message as well. So welcome to the show. Absolutely. Totally great. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about you guys and, and how you ended up being the co-host of this amazing podcast show. So perhaps, Crystal, we might start with you. Where did your paleo journey start? Um, it actually started in a CrossFit box. I did a, a paleo 30-day challenge and um, came home, sort of explained the whole thing to my husband, very nervous about what he would say about the whole thing. And he said, look, you know, what have we got to lose by giving it a go? Uh, so we, we did by the end of the 30 days, we we're both feeling so much better, looking so much better. I think he'd lost about 10 kilos in that first month and I sort of lost around the five to seven mark. We're like, well, why don't we just keep going? Uh, so we did. And that was, um, that was sort of going on about five years ago now that we, that we started that. And, and yeah, so I started a, a blog, Eat, Sleep, Move. Uh, joined the Melbourne Paleo Group and, and met my, my co-host. Partner in crime. <laughs> Partner in crime, <laughs> Joe. Uh, and, yeah, and we started the, started the podcast. But it's, I don't know, my, my paleo journey has sort of been a little bit up and down in, in many respects. I sort of had that, that great paleo bounce for about the first year after going paleo, looking great, feeling mm. great, skin cleared up um, and all that kind of thing. And then sort of slowly, slowly, about a year into it, I started getting you know, my acne back, my eczema back, started getting mm. bloated, a um, bit of anxiety, sort of um, noticing food food intolerances, noticing reactions to certain foods. So, yeah, it sort of really highlighted to me that although, you know, it, it all starts with food, it certainly doesn't end there. And, you know, although, you know, people that are on that sort of paleo journey, you go through that whole detox process of kicking out the junk food and starting to eat, know, really good, nourishing whole foods. But, you know, then there's sort of the process of, of detoxing the mind as such and, and really taking a focus 
around stress management and and making sure that you know you've got a lot of other ducks in a line as well. Mm. Yeah, and I think Joe's fairly similar. Yeah, awesome. It's it's amazing how many people started their paleo journey from a thirty day challenge at a CrossFit box. I reckon I've heard that so many times on this show from from people we've interviewed. So. Good work to those CrossFit boxes. They're doing some good stuff. Yes. And, and we might talk a little bit later about your CrossFit and, you know, how much that fitness and the food came into it. But for now, let's let's meet our other co-host from the Primal yes. Shift. So, Joe, let, let's hear a bit about you. How, how did you I get think... into it? Obviously, you were already into it when Crystal came along because you were already running the Paleo Meetup group. Yeah. So what was your yeah. start? Well, I just have to confess that I've never stepped foot in a CrossFit box. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yet to... I'm yet to uh, yeah, experiment with that, but it looks uh, just, tempting. Just one cult um, at a time, hey? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I guess I came across Paleo through Sarah Wilson. Uh, she used to have a blog um, or a column, I think, in um, the Sunday Herald a little while ago, and she started talking about her own health issues, mainly around adrenal fatigue and thyroid issues, and she was starting to look at some um, different ways of managing that through whole foods and alternative therapies. And at the same time, I was coming off a, re- a, a journey with chronic cardio. I'd spent the last five years, I think, um, running nearly 10 kilometres every day and just thinking that, that was the way to be healthy and eating the, mm. the high-carb uh, low-fat diet, and it worked for about a couple of years, and then my body started breaking down quite badly hormonally, and you know, um, uh, with my you know back injuries and knee injuries and and anxiety and all those sorts of things. And I was thinking, what am I doing wrong? I should just, I probably just need to exercise some more, and <laughs> um, you know, eat more whole grains and all that kind of thing. So, because um, that was the message, and I and I, I even. Um, uh, did a PT training and I was telling other people that as well that I was training so uh, you know it's a bit cringy when, when we think back to those old days yeah. um, and then I started reading Sarah Wilson's blog and a lot of what she was talking about I, I could resonate with mm-hmm. and then I went onto her site and she interviewed uh, Chris Cressa yeah, back nice. in the early days and it was just like the light bulb went on when he started talking about all these issues around functional medicine and hormonal issues. And, and then, you know, I jumped down that rabbit hole, Brad. I, <laughs> I, you know, I read Lauren Cordain's book. Um, I got onto Mark Sisson's website and I learned that actually all that cardio is probably not that good for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, okay, so I don't actually need to do all that. So it was just a complete game changer. <laughs> Um, and, you know, just had to get the, the diet sorted as well. And probably like Crystal, I did really well initially, um, but went a bit nuts on the old coconut flour and, and almond meal pancakes and all those sorts <laughs> of things and wasn't feeling too crash hot and then discovered some FODMAP issues along the way as well. So um, had to refine things as I go. So once again, it hasn't been a really... Um, straightforward journey. There's been lots of bumps and hurdles along the way, and and um, it's taken a while to work through a few things. But definitely feeling so much better now, and and just I guess having a different mindset about life in general. 
Yeah, cool. All right, so there's a, there's a whole bunch so of things been, I want to talk yeah. about with you guys after that because there's a whole heap of things <laughs> yeah. that came up in that. But I think a great spot yeah. to start with, let's talk a little bit about fitness. So I'll be really curious, we might start with you this time, Joe, and, and talk a little bit about your evolution from chronic cardio and, and what you do now, I guess, in terms of fitness. How has that evolved? What changes did you make and what did you notice when you made those changes? Um, so as I said, I mean, through my 20s, I was sedentary. Um, so I went from being quite overweight to losing a lot of weight through, you know, the, you know, lots of running and, and mm. weight training. Um, and as most people can relate to, when they start getting positive feedback about the way they look, it spurs them on. So people say, oh, you look fantastic. And so the thinner I got, mm. the more positive feedback I got just kept fueling me to, to keep doing what I was doing. Hmm. Um, and then it, it really did um, backfire on me. And I actually started gaining weight and was thinking, this can't be possible. Hmm. I can't be gaining weight when I'm running. So I ran harder. And of course, I didn't realize I was, you know, I had adrenal fatigue and all those sorts of issues. Um, so I just had to stop for a while. And just because I had to try and heal the the hormones, I really... Uh, just put the brakes on a lot of uh, exercise, but just focus more on the natural movement. So um, I was just doing a lot of walking um, and then probably about 12 months, about 18 months ago, I started a yoga practice, uh, which uh, is still, I still consider myself quite a novice because anyone who does yoga knows that it's a lifelong journey. Um, and that's taught me so many things getting on the mat every day. Um, just around getting to know my body better, knowing where my limitations are, but also when to push through those nice. limitations, um, breathing, being still, being present, all those um, lessons that, that – and I have to learn those lessons every day because every day I was, I was actually – when Chris and I <laughs> were going for a walk before I was talking about the resistance my body feels getting on the mat and just not wanting to be present sometimes. Yeah. And – Instead of running away from that, I just like, no, I just have to breathe through this because this is just that initial sort of panic that my body goes through and then it, you know, it settles down. Yeah. So, Joe, I'd love to, for you to talk about the challenge of going from uh, doing that exercise, you know, that 10Ks a day you were talking about. Yeah. To doing to cutting back and not doing much because yeah. I would imagine for someone like yourself, you know, you've, you've done that exercise, you've gotten quote-unquote good results in terms of, you know, yep. weight, which is obviously yep. a thing that a lot of people will focus on. Uh, but yep. then but then you've had to stop doing what had, you know, once again, quote-unquote been working. Um, yep. Was that hard? Was that challenging? I know a lot of people with, you know, it, adrenal issues yep. who have to step back find it really hard. It, it is. Um, I still see people running sometimes and wish that I was able to do that hmm. still. Like I, I get that feeling, like it's the, the adrenaline, the endorphins, it is – uh, such an amazing feeling, and I, I hope that one day I'm able to do that, um, you know, but a bit more balanced. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it was too much of an issue when I initially stopped because I was so exhausted. Yeah. Uh, and my body was just so tired and it was so sore that I was – it was almost like I just needed someone to say, you, you have to stop now. Mm. You, you can't do this anymore. So I was I was relieved, uh, but I had to I had to find something. So I had I have to do something every day some sort of movement. I get scratchy if I don't move <laughs> a lot. So um, I still uh, cycle. I cycle to work every day or I'll walk to work every day and, and the yoga and um, do a bit of strength training. So as long as I'm doing something to that effect, I'm okay. But if I'm 
you know, sitting for too long or not getting outside, then I do, I do get a bit cranky. My body, as most you probably relate to, your body starts to kind of get a bit itchy and wants to get out and move. So yeah, I feel like I'm in tune with my body more now though than I ever was. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So Crystal, let's talk about your fitness journey. Were you doing CrossFit well before you started doing Palo or were they kind of starting at about the same time for you? Um, when I first started CrossFit, they, they were doing a 30-day challenge in the box, and I just looked at them and thought, what are you weirdos doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, it sounded impossible to, um, to cut out all the processed foods and, and to just sort of, you know, eat along the paleo lines. So I didn't do it at that point in time. It was probably about eight months after I first started CrossFit that they um, they did another paleo 30 day challenge and that's when I, when I jumped in because I'd, I sort of gone, gone through that whole, you know, thought process of, you know, oh, you know, what if I just cut out sandwiches for lunch? <laughs> what if I, you know, take a salad and a tin of tuna and some nuts and things like that? And so, so I sort of, I had started cutting down on processed food. So I got myself to a point where, you know, mentally and, and emotionally I was ready to do a 30 day challenge. Yeah, cool. So, and as far as benefits, as far as changes you notice in terms of your health, you know, how much did you notice when you started doing uh, doing CrossFit then? And how much did you notice when you started doing paleo and CrossFit? And, and how much of that change do you think was the exercise versus the food? Or do you think it has to be the combination of both? Ah, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, look, I did notice changes when I first started CrossFit. And although I was sort of more definitely focused on the aesthetics at, at that point in time. So mm. like Joe said, you know, I was excited about losing weight. Um, I, I also got to the point where I recognized that I needed to fuel the level of CrossFit that I was doing. So at that point in time, I was training three or four times a week. And I just, my body, you know, again, had that great bounce to start with, but then it just wasn't coping so well. I wasn't bouncing back as quickly. Um, so I was able to, to feel my body much, much better once I did go through that paleo challenge. I mean, obviously, the first couple of weeks absolutely sucks. Your energy goes down. <laughs> you know, your, your times go down. You're not as fast. You, you can't lift as much and, uh, and all of that kind of thing. But, but, yeah, after coming out the other side of that, um, definitely felt a lot better. My training was better as well. Um, but what I did find over time, like um, – I did crash and burn with CrossFit. Yeah. So I was, I got to a point where I just could not, you know, come at the workouts with as much energy and enthusiasm um, as I used to. So I'd, I would notice my, my times, you know, going down, um, you know, on the, on the, on the leaderboard, I was just sort of creeping down towards the bottom and, and yeah. And each day I would ask myself the question, am I going to go to CrossFit today? Am I going to go to CrossFit today? And it became a stressor. Like, because each day I'd be asking myself the question, am I going to go today? Am I going to go today? Knowing that um, I wouldn't be able to keep up. And how many times a week were you going at that stage, Crystal? Um, Probably about two or three times. Probably more like three times a week. And then I'd sort of, yeah, go down, go down. I was sort of, you know, going once or twice a week after I started. Like, every day I'd ask the question, can I go today? Can I go today? Um, And, yeah, and then in the end I just had to just stop going. Um, yeah. And it was amazing, actually, the, the relief. <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. But the relief when I could stop asking myself the question, am I going to go to CrossFit today? Because, of course, 
you know, as as Joe mentioned, you get that you get the adrenaline rush. It's you know, you do feel good once you've you know moved your body and 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 you know you feel strong. Like CrossFit for women is is fantastic in the respect that you can feel really strong um, doing it. Mm. You know, you, you challenge yourself. You do things you didn't think you could do. But there are certainly other ways of um, of getting that feeling as well. And as Joe mentioned, yoga mm. yoga is certainly one of those. Um, but yeah, for for me, from a movement perspective, I sort of crash and burn big time, and then couldn't couldn't come at movement for for a long while afterwards. And and even now, so I'm getting to that point where my body needs to do more than what I'm doing right now, which is which is just sort of you know walking, biking. I throw some kettlebells around once in a while. Um, I'm sort of on and off working with a with a trainer down my way who who does adventure PT. So it's all outdoor oh, stuff. So we you know, we climb trees, we, we mm. hop over things, we jump, we crawl up hills, we do, we do all sorts of fun stuff. Um, that yeah, sounds great. And, that sounds like so much yeah. fun. So let's talk a little bit about the dip because both of you mentioned that you had a dip at various stages along your journey. So, mm. Crystal, we might start with you because you were sort of just talking about that. Did, did your dip in terms of uh, sort of wearing out with CrossFit happen at the same time as you started noticing all these other changes around your acne and your reaction to foods and those sort of things? Were they sort of around the same yeah. time or were they separate? Yeah, no, certainly did because um, I, was, I was tired. I was really, really tired and, and that was – it was all related. Um, so, yeah, and it's still something that, that I'm, you know, working through. I, I do still have intolerances to similar foods to Joe, to foods that, that are higher in FODMAPs, so fermentable, hmm. fermentable sugars, um, and foods that are higher in salicylates and histamines. So, so yeah, I do notice if I'm eating those foods, I just get incredibly tired. Um, you know, my muscle strength just goes way down. You know, even something as simple as, as walking up a hill or walking up some stairs, like I just I can feel it in, in the muscles, and I, I'll wake up sometimes with, with um, yeah, just really tight, really sore muscles. Um, so, so what do you think that was that caused that dip for you? Do you think it was the overdoing it with the CrossFit? Do you think it was those certain foods that you weren't dealing with so well? Was it stress? Was it mindset? You know. What what do you think it was, and or maybe all of those, and what did you do about it to sort of try and get yourself back on track? What changes did you make as a result of that? Yeah, but I think it's actually all of the above, um, mm. and and that was definitely the defining point in time where I realised that you know diet and exercise, although they're put up on the pedestal as you know to be really healthy, you know eat well, move well, um, I realised that that wasn't enough for me. Um, yeah, and and certainly. You know, making sure that I got enough sleep, that I was, um, I started some practices of mindfulness and meditation, recognizing that 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 was something that I really, really needed to do. And uh, and yeah, as you say, managing managing my mindset around expectations of of myself. And <sighs> yeah, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. <So laughs> it's an ongoing process, all, all isn't it? Stuff. You know, it's it's yeah. something yeah. That, that happens. It's not just a one-off change. It's something you then have to work on probably, I'm sorry to tell you, probably for the rest of your life, you know, to, mm, to continually so keep working on that and improving and changing and having new insights. And, you know, it's, it's a lifelong journey, isn't it? As, as much as yeah. fitness and food, I think, is as well. So, yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's the hardest stuff to, yeah. to change as well. I mean, it's, you know, it's easier, I think, to change your diet or to take a new supplement mm. or... Um, you know, to get out and go for a walk than what it is to, you know, take a break, to give yourself a break or to, yeah. you know, remember to, 
to, you know, take a few deep breaths or to sit down for 10 minutes and just focus on the breath and, and look at what's going on in your head. Mm. Yeah, which can be scary. And yeah. it's amazing, isn't it? And you can have such huge shifts where you you know, you read a different book and you you know, have these light bulb yep. moments and you think, "Oh yep. my god." And then all of a sudden everything changes and then yeah. 12 months later you find yourself reading something else and having another light bulb and it's all changing again. You know, you sort of the yeah, yeah. insights that you get along the way is uh, you know, make such a huge difference, but but they just it's that constant evolution and learning. So yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your little dip because you obviously, or I don't know if yeah. your little dip, but you know your dip that you spoke about. You obviously spoke about you know perhaps a few of the FODMAP things, perhaps a few of the paleo yeah. treats creeping in, and, and you had a bit of a yeah. dip there as well. So what happened with you? What do you think was the cause of your dip, and and what did you do about getting back on track? Yeah, well, I think just just going back a bit uh, further in my journey in my twenties. I would have to say since I was a teenager in my 20s to my till I was about 32, I had a pretty bad lifestyle in terms of, you know, um, binge drinking and, you know, partying and, and eating really poorly and not sleeping right. And then if you think if I, if I went straight from that lifestyle to running constantly and starving my body, I, I mean, it, it's just a huge you know, it's just one thing compounds another. So yeah. to be honest, I think that, you know, that, and I, that's also probably some genetic factors in there as well around some predispositions, but I think it was my body's still trying to cope with that. So my guts probably has been pretty impaired for a long time, I would say, um, hence the, the IBS issue. So mm-hmm. I probably also in discovering paleo initially seeing all these recipes and blogs about all the treats I just went overboard so I just yeah. I went from eating probably not enough vegetables to too many vegetables and the wrong kinds of vegetables and um and and to be honest I tried things like um I don't know if I want to say the the, the brand but you know the the butter and the coffee and all that kind of stuff and <laughs> my body just didn't cope with that very well at all so um I guess I just tried lots of different protocols and, and as I tend to do with most things that you've probably guessed by now, just do it full on. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and then like, oh, this doesn't work so well. So I just had to cut all the treats out, um, learn more about how they're impacting my body and, and, you know, and realizing that my gut issues were quite significant yeah. Um, that had to be the basis of how I ate and how I, you know, how I looked at my lifestyle, that it had to be around healing the gut. And as we mentioned mm. and immunity, you know, like the, the, the gut is the centre of everything. So um, hormones. So it's taken me a long time to get to that point where I think that has to be my focus really is yeah. to heal the gut. And, and that's where my, my food has to be centred around that. Yeah, and so I think you cut out just for a tiny little bit there, but it's okay because I think we got the message. So what did you do about the gut? How, how did you go about healing that? Well, I, I can't say that I probably have healed it completely, although I think I'm on the right track. Um, so I've got uh, a pretty good um, practitioner on yep. board. Uh, I've gone through a lot of testing, um, and I'm lucky in, in Melbourne there's a couple of um, functional GPs around that have that have got that framework that that they they have the the medical side the clinical side but they also have the alternative 
naturopathic side as well. So it's been great to, to have a practitioner like that on board. Um, and just, just having to be really, uh, diligent about what I eat in that respect. So, um, it's just, there's lots of things that I have to avoid. Yeah. Uh, especially the, the FODMAT foods and which can make it quite tricky going out to eat, I must say. Um, and, and just looking at the stress as well, I think that's a huge, huge factor in gut yeah. health and digestion for anybody. So I do notice if I'm going through a, a, a stressful patch in my life that, you know, I get digestion issues pretty quickly yeah. along with that. So doing more um, uh, breath work, breath, you know, uh, mindfulness. So I've done quite a bit of mindfulness training as well, yeah. which has been really helpful. Um, and as I said earlier, just being in tune with my body and just when symptoms pop up, it's, I just know it's a way my body's trying to communicate with me. Yeah. So what about, about, you mentioned before too many vegetables and I reckon heaps of people's ears pricked up when you said that. They're yeah. like, what? Yeah. Hang on. I thought vegetables were the good ones. Yeah. Now I'm having too many yeah, of those. Yeah. So let's talk about too many vegetables. What, how, and, and what is too many vegetables? So I think for me personally, I probably overdosed on, um, insoluble fiber so a lot of those green leafy vegetables which are absolutely fine and perfect you know like perfectly healthy mm. it's just about if someone has gut issues um and if they're eating a lot particularly raw vegetables i think it can be an issue that it's really really hard for the body to break down yeah, right. um so and and i i did go pretty nuts like I was eating large because you know it's healthy lots and lots of veggies is healthy so and it's like oh why am I so bloated well um so yeah I I I guess I had I needed to introduce a lot more soluble fiber so those uh root vegetables as well and just be mindful of uh vegetables in particular that were triggers for me for example cauliflower like I absolutely loved cauliflower to have cauliflower rice and yeah you know baked cauliflower and you know was doing it every which way and and then realized it was the, the worst perpetrator sweet potatoes probably and sweet potato oh, I was so yeah. hoping you weren't going to say that yeah, well, it, I love I mean, my sweet potato chips. I know, but everyone's different. So you know, one person can you know eat loads of sweet potato and be fine, and another yeah. person can't. So the message is really that people just need to listen to their bodies, and yeah. um, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of us do have impaired digestion and, and gut, and we just need to focus on that. Mm-hmm. And we're very lucky, and I say this all the time because I get people that say. Um, oh, poor you, you don't get to eat everything. And I yeah. think that we're incredibly lucky to live where we do and have the, that we can make the choices. Like I can yeah. choose to say, um, I can't eat that, but I can eat all this stuff and I have access to it. Yeah. Where, you know, there's so many people in the world who um, don't get that choice and they'd be lucky to eat every day. So yeah. I just think I'm just grateful that um, I'm able to make those choices. Yeah, and and at the end of the day, you're not denying yourself. You know, you have the choice to no. eat those foods if you wish, but you're choosing not to yep. because you're loving your body. Yep. You're not denying your body anything. No, no, I'm I'm giving it what it needs, really, yeah. and I don't feel deprived at all because, as I said, I'm grateful and um, I still get to make really yummy things. I'm pretty adaptable. I can within my you know um, framework or list of of um, helpful foods, I, I can make some pretty pretty yummy food. 
Yeah. Nice. I'm going to have to drop in next time in Melbourne. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's talk. We haven't got much time, actually. You guys have been great. Um, so let's talk a bit about your podcast show. What caused you? What was the decision to start the podcast show? What caused that? And uh, and tell us a little bit about how it's been going. Well, as you can tell, we like to talk, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, Chris and I, uh, we met through the Melbourne Paleo Group, which I was organising at the time, and uh, we got involved in a few events um, in Melbourne, there's the low carb down under events that Dr. Rod Taylor's been mm. organising yeah. for a while. So um, we got involved in those, and we were speaking at those events, and we obviously became good friends. We realised we were sisters from another Mister in a lot of ways, <laughs> um, and we we just started having these conversations. And um, Crystal's husband Andrew and a few other people saying. Why don't you like these are really interesting conversations? Like, what are, you should be recording these? You should be doing a podcast. Mm. And we actually um, got to know Jimmy Moore when he was over for some of those events as yeah, well, and spent nice. a bit of time with him. And he was like, "You guys should just do it. Like, yeah. just just do the podcast because yeah. you've obviously you know really passionate about this stuff." Yeah, and, and we loved asking questions. You know, through yeah. having um, uh, you know an interaction with speakers that were at those events and actually getting to to chat with them off stage and having some really interesting conversations with them you know we were learning lots and it was mm. it was great so we wanted to continue doing that and also share it with with other people as well who you know didn't have the opportunity to have these one-on-one chats with with the speakers off stage mm. it is a great and excuse I, to ask the questions you want to ask of the yeah. people you want to ask them on yeah. isn't it oh, i yeah. mean it's just yeah. as a, from a purely personal level it's just great <laughs> yeah, and we get to learn so much every time we talk to someone. Yeah. Um, and I, the purpose for us really is to, to talk to people at a really practical level because neither of us, you know, we've got a lot of experience and we've done a bit of study. We're, we're not, we certainly don't call ourselves experts in anything. So it's really the how-to mm. stuff at a practical level that we like to talk to. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully that resonates with, with people that are just looking at how they're going to make this work in their lives. And so for those people who are listening to this podcast show, and I'm sure there's not many, if any of them, who've never listened to a Primal Shift podcast, mm. um, what, which, which episode would you send them to? What's your favourite? What's been your highlight of the show so far? Oh, wow. That's a difficult question to answer. They're all our babies. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> we do have a, oh, this is just my personal one, but we do have a, a series. It's not one particular one, but um, we did do uh, a Primal Shift series where we talked about the different that people need to make yeah. so there was eat sleep move mm. detox think relax p- relax play yeah. play so we recognize that all those factors make up um well-being so it's just one particular thing so and those are ones that we just did between ourselves mm. um nice. and and i think within that i really liked the think episode mm. that we talked about because you know recognizing that mindset is so important in all this so i would i would probably direct your listeners to those episodes because that really does give people an overview of what we're about and how we approach this lifestyle nice so for people who want to go check out the primal shift you can go to the primal and check out all the information there you can find the primal shift on facebook just look up the primal shift or the primal shift on instagram um, you can also check out Crystal's company, which is Ecology Skincare, which we didn't even get much of a chance to chat about, Crystal. No, no, no. But if you go to her website, 
you can get you enter the the promo code that paleo show and you can get a free cognac sponge which we had some fun talking about before the show started because I wasn't quite sure what a cognac sponge is. I thought maybe I was getting those sort of noodles from the supermarket and somehow wiping them across my face, but Crystal assures me that's not what it is (laughs) and that it's going to be great for your health and great for your skin. So thank you for coming on board today, girls. This has been fantastic. Yeah, thank you for having us on, Brett. It's been great. Um, just just to to add on to what you said, Brett, if people put the cognac sponge in their cart and then with an ecology cream, put in the promo code that paleo show, then they'll effectively get eight dollars taken off the cart, get the cognac sponge for free. So it has to be in there for the promo code to work. There you go. Thank you very much. So until Bye. next week, join the conversation on Facebook, give us a five star rating on iTunes, join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com, and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.